Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bloom Wildly Live Simply podcast. My name is Morgan Bartell, and in this episode, I wanted to talk about what it looked like walking away from half a million followers on TikTok and laying it all down when the Lord told me to. I guess a little backstory is needed. So I didn't join TikTok until 2021, and I only did so whenever I had one of my clients ask me if I could research what it would look like and how it would benefit their organization. And after spending a couple months, honestly, just watching different creators and trying to figure out the algorithm myself, I was told that corporate did not want them on TikTok at all. So all that time spent, honestly, I got hooked. I hate to admit that, but I had gotten hooked by the funny videos, the cute animal videos, all that stuff. And I decided, you know what? I want to try something. And it honestly felt more experimental as a social media manager, what I was doing. I decided I wanted to see how quickly I could build a following based off of the algorithms that I had viewed and what all the behaviors were that I was noticing on the app itself. So I decided to post my first video and then nothing really happened or came by it. And then a couple of videos later, I shared something that was pretty nostalgic. Um, if anybody remembers the yarn trick cat's cradle, I filmed my best friend and I showing our kids that little trick at a table in Olive Garden and it went sort of viral. But for someone who had only been on the app for about two weeks at that point, it seemed like I was going mega viral. And now mind you, I think that video only amassed 340,000 views, which isn't a lot in TikTok terms. But that was in, I believe, March, whenever I started doing that. And so by the by the beginning of May, I told my husband my goal was to try and reach 10,000 followers. So I had noticed that sharing nostalgia, which I already have a pre-existing love for, was resonating with the viewers and followers and users of the app. And so I started to just post nostalgic things that brought me joy. Nothing wild, nothing crazy, honestly, nothing too revolutionary, but everyone seemed to enjoy it. And before I knew it, from March to the beginning of May, I had grown to about 10,000 followers. And at that point, I was able to monetize. And I was like, oh my gosh, I am gonna make money as an influencer. And now I never have viewed myself as an influencer. I never will view myself as an influencer. But that account continued to grow. And everyone found joy in the videos that it was that I was showing them and that I was sharing with them. They found joy in reminiscing on their younger years and moments that really made them smile that kind of defined our childhood. And so I just kept doing it and I kept doing it. And then I would sprinkle in some of my own life. I have always been one of those that has said, I want to be real and honest with people, but I do still maintain a level of boundary in terms of private life that I've shared online, even though I am an oversharer by nature. But there are things that I did always keep safeguards around. So for the next year or so, that's what I continued to do. And the account kept growing and then 100,000 and then 300,000. And at about that mark was when I had articles being written that were including my name from USA Today. I was being featured on ABC. There was all sorts of different things. I was a guest on the Tamron Hall show. I had brand deals and collaborations with Pizza Hut, Thai Beanie Babies, um, Applebee's. There was a couple others. There was just a lot and it was wild to me 
that people found value in what I was putting out because I didn't think it was anything that wild or crazy. I was just sharing what I loved. And then I was just sharing my own journey. And now at this point, I was also sharing our journey into becoming a foster family through that, through our placements, through the wild ride that was our false accusation. And then just life hit so heavily because as all that was happening, I wasn't sharing full on details because there were legal things that could not be shared. But leading up to that moment, I was able to celebrate and say, hey, guys, we got licensed for foster care today. Pray for us. We are so excited. And then within 24 hours, we had our first placement. And so I shared a quick little video saying, oh, my gosh, you guys, like we are receiving our first placement today and we have no idea what we're doing. We thought we would be getting it and seven or older and we ended up getting placed with a newborn we had nothing set up for it and i mentioned that in the video then we did what we needed to do our church rallied and made sure we had everything we needed for those first few days and then i checked back in over on tiktok and people were asking me to make an amazon wish list and now i'm an amazon wish list person already so the moment we got placed with a newborn i started creating a wish list of things that we needed because we literally had nothing and so i told them okay i'll put it in my in my link on my profile please do not feel obligated to buy anything and i kid you not guys this is part of the reason i loved the community that got allowed to be built during that season over on TikTok. I had followers that were sending baby gifts that had never met me, had never met my family, didn't even live in our country, you guys, that were sending things just to help somebody else that needed it. And so while we did have the joy of having our two foster placements, our two foster babies, those babies were lavished and loved so well by not only our family, but by everyone that was praying for them and just sending them goodies and things that they would need during those early months. And so then during all this, I'm still sharing nostalgia. I didn't ever want too much of my personal life to become the full focus because that wasn't what the community seemed to really like. And one, I didn't think all of our stuff needed to be shared. But somewhere along the lines, the moment you give anybody a peek into your, into your life, they're going to want more and they're going to want more and they're going to want more. I believe it's almost this human nature thing with the mass production of media and just the social aspect that we have been raised in because everybody is so used to seeing so much of each other's lives. So when we ended up getting the babies removed and getting falsely accused, we couldn't say anything. We couldn't say anything. And so I was still trying to show up over on this app, you guys. And it was really difficult. And I know it seems like first world problems, and it definitely is. But I, I eventually addressed it just saying, like, you guys were going through some really hard stuff. And then I had so many people reach out with encouraging words, with prayers, just a really incredible outpouring of love from the community that had been built on my TikTok. And then hit my mom's passing. For those of you who do not know, my stepdad murdered my mother and then turned the gun on himself, took his own life, leaving my brother and I to handle both of their estates. And I was only 32 at the time. And they don't teach you how to do estate handling. They definitely don't teach you how to handle the cleanup and handling of the first murder-suicide in a tiny 
Bay Area town in California that hasn't seen anything like that in over a decade. So when that happened, I was livid. I didn't want to share anything. And then it got put on the news. And then people put two and two together. And then some of the followers that lived in the area that my mom had resided started to recognize my name and put two and two together of who it was and what had happened. And again, I felt a massive outpouring. But during this time, you guys, I was so weighted down with everything from these false allegations coming at us from CPS and from the loss of my mother, from the betrayal of my stepfather for what had happened. And so I still, again, because I had figured out the algorithm, I had literally continued to post like nothing was wrong for the most part. And so what once had seemed like a viral video had become like the standard number of views per my video. Most of my videos seemed to get about 300,000 views or higher. Tons of videos we're talking were about 2 million to 4.5 million views regularly. And I honestly found so much solace in creating. I do social media and marketing management for my day job. And when I say day job, I mean, I independently do that whenever I have pockets of free time or when I stay up late after the boys have gone to bed. And so I just, I loved creating something for myself. I loved creating something that wasn't for a client that I wasn't assigned to do. But what I didn't realize was that it was becoming another full-time job because I was responding to thousands of comments every single day. I was engaging with other creators. I was trying to support ones that were just starting out in the nostalgia niche, if you will. And so it kind of took over. My free time started to look like answering and responding to comments, both positive and negative. As your account grows, of course, you will experience trolls and all those different types of things that come with it. And then navigating different brand deals, different brand contracts, turning things around when they needed to get turned around. And it was, it was another job. And I honestly loved it for quite a while. I was actually partnering with different foster care organizations across different states to help just advocate for children and families that are in the foster care system. And that was a beautiful portion of it. And so it was wild to me when one day I felt the unction from the Lord to delete the app. And now I was like, Lord, like, do you want me to delete my account entirely? Which I have actually tried to do and it will not be deleted. I don't know why I have contacted TikTok. I deleted the app in December of 2022. Okay. So that would also entail a lot of these followers joining us on our adoption journey and things that we had shared with bringing in our second son into our home. And so the community and I felt very connected in that regard. But I decided in December to actually listen to what the Lord was saying. I wasn't going to question him or anything like that. I did notice a lot of videos that were popping up that were not on my For You page, which your For You page is crafted by what you spend the most time watching, searching, and pausing on. And I was noticing that even though my FYP had been pretty carefully curated because I wanted to make sure what I was seeing had value or I enjoyed and that held to a certain moral standard of what we hold in our own home. 
We are very conservative. We are very strong in our faith. And so I know that that seems crazy whenever you say TikTok because it is normally pretty much the opposite. But even then I started noticing videos being fed to me that would not have been something that the FYP should have honestly been generating. And then from that, I started noticing more division and louder and louder and louder division and conflict. And I was just like, you know what? I don't want to give this my time. It's taking a little bit of my peace. And I'm sorry, but my peace is given from God. And I was giving TikTok the position to determine whether I had peace or not. And so I kind of fought it for a while because I had monetized on TikTok. There were months where I had been able to pay our car payments because of videos that had gone viral over on that app. We were very blessed. And especially after having the community bless us so much through the foster care journey, it almost felt like I can't just walk away from this. Like, God, why why did we build it up so much? I'm, my account was still growing pretty quickly. And I just, it didn't make sense. And then I just was like, okay, maybe I'm just going to be taking a break. Maybe it's just a break. So I initially deleted this app and I was like, okay, God, show me what you want to show me. But in the back of my mind, I always had it where I would be back. Now, you guys, God is funny because we think we're going to do one thing and the Lord's over there like, okay, I'll let you do this little thing right now, but I know how this is going to end up. And so... I ended up re-downloading the app after about a month and I went to post a video and all of a sudden the app just felt so disconnected from everything that I had been doing prior. And so I basically just wrote almost like a farewell message and encouraged people where they could follow if they wanted over on Instagram. But you guys, I just decided in that moment to heed what God was saying, and I deleted the app. And then after that, there were so many things that happened in terms of different reporters and stuff bashing people that were so into this nostalgic craze at this point. I don't know if you guys remember the focus on the term kidults, basically kid adults, adults living vicariously through childhood memories that get stuck in that. And it presented them in a very negative light. And guess whose videos started to be shared on that stuff? After I had already deleted the app and tried to permanently delete my app. Yep, your girl over here ended up on all sorts of different sites and different articles all over the internet as one of the um, examples for that. And I was like, well, this is weird. And I was like, that's another point as to probably why the Lord was having me step away because I would have wanted to post a rebuttal video and give my two cents and things like that. But the Lord was leading me into a season of taming my tongue and being cautious about how I present my witness. And when I say that, I mean, the Bible tells us that we have been entrusted with the gospel. And that is not just to encourage us to know the scriptures, which we should, but it is to encourage us and to call us to live a life that reveals the gospel to everyone around us. And there were moments and there were probably TikTok trends looking back on it now that I had no business being a part of. Because the, my thing is, does it glorify God? That's my thing with everything, including what I do in my home. Does it glorify God? 
And so walking away from TikTok, I would have thought it would have been harder. And yes, I did have some habits that needed to be broken because I had been so like ingrained and I had trained myself basically to have this obsessive compulsive need to constantly check comments so that I wouldn't get behind and to constantly be watching different videos when I had free time. And so those habits were being rerouted to different habits and they ended up working so beautifully because the Lord led me from a season of constant create this, create this, create this, do this, let's go to a, to a season of learning that it's okay to not have a lot going on. Somewhere in my mind, I thought I needed to create a community. Somewhere online, I thought I needed to work a system to get a large number of followers. And followers aren't all that they're cracked up to be. Yes, I had some beautiful ones, but I actually had people that would follow just to be mean. And you, you do grow a thicker skin. I will say that. What we consume, what we create for others to consume, reveals so much about our own hearts and our own minds. There's so much in terms of social media that I had to completely step back from and analyze. I had created this, this false reality almost, you guys. And even though I wasn't lying, even though there was no falsehood to anything that I was posting, it wasn't real life. And people in my real life were being neglected and were suffering because I was more concerned about tending to the community online than to meeting the needs of my neighbor beside me. So when the Lord had me step back and walk away, it was one of the best things that he could have done. I have so many wonderful memories of being on TikTok, but the fruit from walking away from TikTok has been so much richer than had I stayed. I don't want a platform. I don't want somewhere for people to know my name. I know that seems crazy since you're listening to this podcast, but my my goal with sharing this these podcasts, my goal with blogging and with sharing things on our vlog is simply to show a life that is cultivated to glorify Christ, a life that is submitted to the workings of the Holy Spirit. And I want nothing more than for what you listen to, what you read and what you see to encourage you to pursue God wholeheartedly. That in a nutshell is why I walked away from half a million followers on TikTok and why I don't regret it one bit. The Lord's time and what he has gifted to me and my family is so precious. And every moment that I give elsewhere is a moment that I take away from my family. And I want nothing more than to be a good steward. I want to be a good steward. I want to be a good wife, a wife that honors my husband, that submits well. I want to be a wife that serves my husband and encourages him to seek God. I want to be a mother who glorifies God in every aspect of my motherhood. I want to train and equip my children to seek and know God for themselves. I want to teach them about Jesus. I want to teach them about Jesus. I don't want to teach them a TikTok dance. I don't want to post a video for likes and views with their faces on it. Now, I'm not against sharing your family and your children on social media. I'm one of those that I'm not against that. But there is such a call to so many video trends, whether it be on TikTok or on Reels, that subject our children to less than honorable behavior. And we as Christian mothers, we as Christian wives, 
we have a different standard that we should be living to. We do. So I say all this to encourage you to really examine what you are consuming and what you are creating for others to consume. It carries weight. It does. Every single thing that we do, please remember we need to do it with eternity in mind. Nothing we do today will not affect tomorrow. There will always be a repercussion to an action that is done prior. So make sure what we're doing isn't trying to clean up what we've messed up, but that is building on the foundation of what God set before us a long, long time ago. Let's live lives that are worthy of the title child of God. That's all I wanted to share for this week's podcast. I hope somewhere along the way you were able to glean a little bit of encouragement. But before you go, I would love to pray for you. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for my friends today. I thank you for those listening to this podcast, and I pray that they would find favor and blessings. I pray that they would seek you, that they would have such fruitful time of study and fellowship and prayer with you this week, God. And Lord, I thank you for the gift of creativity. I thank you that you have put creativity in us, that we were created to create with our creator. We don't have to create with a motive. We don't have to create with a following or an algorithm in mind, God. And for those of us that may be stuck in this social media hamster wheel, God, I just ask that you would provide freedom. Lord, I ask that you would break the chains of that social media bondage and teach us how to responsibly share and responsibly use the things that are created for our generation, God. Thank you so much for the opportunity to have the veil lifted, to give us clear eyesight, to see what you would want us to do, want us to say, and want us to share. Let everything that we do glorify you, God. We love you. Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening to Bloom Wildly Live Simply. Again, my name is Morgan Bartell, and you can follow me over on Instagram at, at Morgan Bartell. And make sure to visit my website, bloomwildlylivesimply.com, to sign up for my weekly devotional. Every single Thursday, you will receive a 10-minute or less devotional right to your inbox to just encourage you in your own walk with the Lord. Until next time, guys, I hope you have a wonderful week.